0: Welcome, everyone. As Hashem continue in Hilchos Berachos Amazoy, Siman Kuf Pe Gimel Sif Aleph Nu Share number four hundred ech yisnaig be klishal So we discussed that there is a requirement if can be done of a klishal so be of benching over a cup of wine. Now, how do we do this? Says the Mechaber Sif Aleph Klishal bracha tone hadachem ibifnim u'shtivam the kaisa bracha should be washed out from the inside and the outside. The hunaki, and if it's clean, the ein shiurei kaisais ein tzarech. And if it's clean, the ein shiurei kaisais ein tzarech. And there's nothing else that remains that was in the glass room before, so then you would not need to rinse it out. <laughs> sieve cotton, aleph in the bottom left of the column in the Mishnah Brura. So it requires haddacha, if you wipe it with a cloth, to the point where it's clean, the shari as well, and you don't necessarily have to wash it with water, just make sure it's clean. And so we said as well, that if it's nothing that was remaining from the previous item that was in there, it's clean as well. No shirayim, Shiri shirayyim, boy pas, let's say, uh, some people like to soak, soak their, um, the bread. Into wine. Or they put it in there to fill the cup. Or they put it in the fill of cup and then the remains, the, the, the residue. So then if you didn't do that, nothing's there. Ain't it You don't need to clean it out. However, He says, it's still appropriate to rinse it out uh, unless, um, even if there is no shiripats left over bread. Uh, unless it's totally clean, then it would not be necessary. Now, the discussion of Hadachah and shtifa In the Deer Shonot, he brings from the Sefer, Leket Yoishah, uh, one of the Rishonim. No, it could be a different Sefer, I'm sorry. Leket Yoishah, sheba Hadachah, Nikoin Yoishim B'Shtifah. Hadachah is an expression of, it's more of a cleanliness than shtifa. You find the word hadachah used in in place of hagala. Hagala is when you purge a clea and you want to kasher it. Sometimes you find in the place game the word hadachah is used instead of hagala. So you see, hadachah is a stronger level. Shtifa is used sometimes instead of the word merika, which is to like to empty out, to clean out, but not as strong of a of a cleaning. Those are words in, the... in English you say wash a rinse, doesn't really has a different connotation. Right. So that's why he's bringing you over here from the Sefer Leket Yosha that the word haddacha is a stronger level of a washing. Right? A little more elbow grease perhaps in our language, you know. Okay. He says further, um, now at the end Sifkadin Gimel he mentioned that if it's totally then you wouldn't need to rinse it out. Okay, so he tells it like this. Shabbos, you take your Becher, you clean it from Avdala, you dry it, you put it in your china closet. It comes now you're getting ready for Shabbos. We just learned over here that Bracha and it, it requires and Hadacha. So it sounds like every time beforehand, regardless of the situation, you should always wash it and rinse it. So that's why the Chud says no. That's not what it means. That if you put away your Becher nice and clean, then comes for Havdallah, then comes Friday night and the Shabbos afternoon, the era Shabbos Friday, when you're sitting at the table. Then you don't have to do it because it's already. What we're talking about is before you come to make the bracha the Bracha, you should make sure that you're making a, a bracha that's that's Naki, that's clean. That's his point. Siv says, You put now in those days the wine was very strong. So they would have to dilute the wine. So he says, You put the wine into the cup in its raw state. And until you come to the bracha of the then you dilute it. Lohidiya to come to show Shabakar that, that you're focusing on the greatness of the praise of the land of Eretz Israel. So that's why by the Birchh that's when they would by specifically in those days, they were diluted. Nowadays we don't do that. We don't dilute wine, no, we don't we don't. No, it's once you once you're diluting it, you're already ruining it, not diluting it. The Mishra says in the Sivkot in Dalit Chai Perishu Belim Mitzigot. It's without any dilution. Even though it's not fit to drink it in its raw state, it's too strong. But you would dilute it by the brach of Arutz Perish. The Dchilas verchas arts, beginning of the Berchas arts Sheva Cha Arutz Rather That's wine. They're praising the land of Israel that its wine is strong and they need to dilute it with water take a look at the base that writes so once again you find over here I'm not sure if I mentioned this on the recording yesterday but I did say at the end of the share how I have a minute for my father to put a little drop of wine Friday night into the bottle and it takes care of any yain pogum, any wine that might be pogum, might be blemished. So here you see a similar concept. Also, he says that from the Beisayis that writes that to pour a little water, even if the wine is not so strong. Right? You see that also. Okay? The Ramad says on the top of the page. The Rama says, if the wine is not so strong, then you do not need to dilute it. Explains the Mishnah Rura, Mishum de Roy because you're able to drink it the way it is. Says the Rama further, and And that is the custom in the places where the Rama was, that they did not dilute it because it was drinkable the way it was. We and you take it out from the barrel, for the person making the brach what does this mean so it's interesting what the what the Rama is bringing down is that pour your wine and take it out of the barrel and then put it into the wine container into your cup close to the time when you're doing this for the mitzvah and you can say also maybe by us as well don't just pour the wine right in the beginning, you know. Of you know, do it when it looks like it's designated specifically for the koshel bracha. Okay, so you might say, well, why else would you be pouring wine? Because you want to drink wine. That's why you yeah, you're pouring wine. But if you pour wine specifically, but right before you'll be using it for the koshel bracha, it's more as as a designation that you're doing this for the specific mitzvah. Now he says further, you eat the endum and the is fine. Sifkat ches. Uh, we saw that, um, uh, furthermore, in the Ramah, he says, mm-hmm. that we don't have a lot of wine. Mm-hmm. In other words, nowadays, we don't have the barrels, we just have the wine that from the kankan, the decanter, and then you're pouring that L'shem uh El Bracha. The Kosh Bracha is very important. It should be a mole, should be full on all sides. There are sometimes people who intentionally don't fill up the Becher to the top. Sometimes people either I don't know they want to save money or they want to make sure they don't spill. They figure, you know, if I spill, so I'm wasting. But there's also a mindset of saving money. Maybe Rabbi if you fill up the koyshel bracha, what's going to give it to you? What's going to get you get out of this? You get a bracha. You get bracha. You get fill up koyshel bracha. So fill it to the top. You had the meniscus. You had the little overflow that doesn't fall over. And if it does fall over, it's not afdallah, You're not intending to. It's fine. Just make sure you have a plate underneath it. you know? <laughs> I don't want your wife's calling me. <laughs> they will call exactly. Okay, it says the Mishra Sif, caught in test, even though a little might fall on the ground. It's not a problem. Some don't feel for this reason. It's still called If you don't feel to the top, you could still fulfill the mitzvah. But it's the best way to do the mitzvah by filling the, the becher to the top. In ach shir just as long as you have a revius of loig from in in the in the cup. As we discussed we'll discuss in reish ayin aleph why vayhilchus is over there. We now continue with sif gimel. So over here, just to bring out the main point of sif beis, Um negated to us is that there are. We don't fill up the, the cup by Shavach but we do fill up the cup to the top, and it should bring, bring, bring Bracha to your house when you fill to the top. You should try to use a cup that's not blemished, that's not dented. And I just want to make a suggestion before we see the Mishnah Ru on this, is that I'm, te- I'm speaking out to every, every, uh, every Balabas, everyone who makes Kiddush. Take care of your Becher take care of your becher. In other words, like this. Sometimes you can find a becher that after it's used, you know where you can find it? In the sink, with the dishes, with the silverware, and that's how it gets bent up. So, if you, take, if you be responsible for your becher, after you use it, you rinse it, or if, if, let's say you're not going to rinse it, you're going to put it aside on the counter, you take the to make sure you, you take care, you clean it, and then you put it back in the cabinet, it'll be fine you're making a bracha specifically with this kois. So you want to do it on something which is beautiful, not dented and smashed. Okay. Says the Mishra Yisif, caught in Yod, zeh rak Once again, it's khila If it is smashed and bent a little, it could still be used. Sholem, it should be complete. Sholem, shofar shouldn't be cracked. The body of it shouldn't be blemished at the rim even the small little uh, piece that's chiseled away that's cracked. when this document is cracked itself If it's actually cracked itself, that's more of a concern that uh, the concern is that if something's cracked like down the middle, let's say over here you have a crack going down. So this brings us back to the same concept of shayfa. So the concerns is something cracked, then maybe it's not it's it's not really a container, right? Even though the liquid's not coming out because the crack can spread, that's that's a bigger issue. That's a bigger concern. Um, so he says, So too, if the koyis itself is complete, but the base is is uh, cracked. Kamkinyish l'hapid shouldn't use it. Ba'afil that can stand by itself. Unless you have nothing else to use, then you can still use it. If you have a cover of a, of a keili, or you have a cover, like a pack cover, or a keili cover, even though it's not used for holding things, it can be used if you have nothing else to use. Right? Obviously it has to have the right ability to hold the reverence. Um, so you should put your hat on your head. He says when when you make the bracha, not just with your uh, head covering one head covering, but you put your hat on your head. not just your hat, but but uh, two coverings this is included with what's called ituf, you're wrapping yourself that the Gemara talks about so he says, and that's the meaning nowadays, this is the Mishra talking here which is the Chavetz Chaim, which you asked earlier where did, where did they live, so he lived in Raden, right? famous Raden, uh, which was not so much even on the dot on the map, in the map books over there but in our map, it was massive. So he says, "Put your hat on your head before you bench." Even when they when they gave a, make a brach by themselves, meaning benching. It's time to bench. He Says, "Put your hat on your head before you bench." That's what he says. In the in the dear shunot, he brings like this: "Ulin the main in regards to Alamichia. So Alamichia, the Muslims say, does not have the same status as benching. Some places suggest that um, if you have shivus Aminim, so the bracha achrein on Aminim could have a din, so Shaila's discussion of bench, of deraisa. And therefore, the same way for persons, Macbeth to cover his head with his hat when he benches. So it's a good idea also to be Macbeth to cover your hat, your head with your hat, when you say the Allah Geffen, uh, Allah Aids. The Allah Eitz, yeah. Okay. Uh, he says further in Dalad, just see Dalit over here, and to finish Dalit. So, if you are going to be the one leading the benching, so, <coughs> someone next to you should give you the kais. You should receive it with two hands your right hand and your left hand, you accept it, okay? When you start the bench, then you put it in your right hand, and your left hand should not assist the right hand. So you're holding it directly only in the right hand. Says You want to show how much is dear to you. You ever see sometimes someone shakes your hand and the other person puts two hands on your hand, you want to show endearment. So you want to show endearment to the Kaisel bracha. That's what Taz says. In other words, why is he saying keep your left hand out of the picture, if you're a righty? Because you don't want it to look like it's a burden. So that's why you're holding it only with the right hand, and, and you're, you're happy to do it. Says further I will small Now when we say your left hand should be out of the picture, that means it should not be holding the cup at the same time. But let's say, for whatever reason, your hand's getting tired. So you want to give a little support with your left hand, that you could do. Um one second, yud saw. Right? I know I feel The left hand could hold it from underneath. The Say is where in the palm. The Khaiis is in the palm. Okay? Kaf yamin, the right palm. The You put the, your left hand, if need be, to give a little support underneath. But don't hold it at the same time, the cup itself. That's mutter. So if it's not necessary don't put your left hand to hold up your right hand and once again it could give a connotation that it's like a little burden it's a bit of a burden to the person right and the kahanim have to be very uh, aware because normally kahanim lead the benching right if there are kahanim there when you're around they are kahanim right Okay. Fine. Al <laughs> al the kufim The brings that you should put the cup, the kois, in the palm of your hand, like I'm demonstrating now, and your fingers should be elevated upwards. The reason for this is Apikabbala. And they explain, I believe, one of the explanations is that it shows that you're accepting the brach. In other words, you made yourself, your palm, your hand, a, like a cup. That you're now able to receive the brachas. If you have the minig of holding a cup like this, the case with your hand around it, that's totally fine. I know my Rashi was that style. He would make kiddush holding it like this. That was his minig. Okay? But with the shloka is just he's holding the same to put in your palm. Underneath, okay. Yes, here we go. There you go. You can see from over there. Okay. So he says you bring it up from the from the ground. Means a table here, a tefach. If you're sitting on the ground, and if you're by the table, pick it up a tefach off the table. And you should be focusing on it. You know, it's an interesting concept over here. We're saying, nice by enough. You know, I don't want to get started into the Musa conversation now. But these little devices that I'm using now to record with, when you're talking to an individual, put away that little device. You're giving derecheretz to the tzemel akim in front of you. I know we're all important that we know our phone might ring any second, and like you know, we have to get it right away. But right now we have this opportunity. We're mitzvah. We're looking at a We're talking to someone. You nice enough. Know, why? Because when you focus, when you look at the person, you're nice and enough. So the same way, when you look at the becher, you do mitzvah, you're nice and enough. That's what you're doing here. Just uh maisa you're looking at the becher, you know, if I need to look at
1: the... Uh, yeah, if you're looking at the
0: bencher, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's also that's also appropriate because you're nice and enough. In other words, you're focusing on the mitzvah in front of you. You're nice and enough. You're putting your eyes on what's important at that time. Save tez you uh the reason why you pick up the koyis today, she had near her The is taklo boy. Now, you want to also show the tzeibur, the people at the the, the table, the koyis, and they should know to look at it. The, the people at the table, what are people usually do at the table? Play with the silverware, you know, move the napkin here and there, move the chair five times, you know, whatever, whatever they do, right? They should know, and it's it's your job to tell them in a polite way that. Let's focus on the kohis, because I'm making a bracha, I'm being mighty to you, right? Another good idea, as Rabbi Nachman was pointing out, everyone should have a bencher. If everyone has a bencher, and they're following along in the bencher, and then, and then when you make the bracha, where if you're they look at the kohis, you know, this, all this to be focused, be focused. The Gemara brings a passage: "The this case of salvation, I will elevate, I will lift." That's how you pick up. Okay, just to finish over here, <coughs> you don't want the You want to take your mind off of it. That's why the the That's why you are looking at it. In the conclusion, it says here, "We said." They uh, have an English on that one. At the end of the ramay it says, "Don't take a narrow um, cup." Say that perhaps it's a champagne, the champagne glass that has uh, a no, narrow uh, um, opening. Uh, so don't use that to make a bracha on. And the mishnayah says, you can't see really what's inside of it. that he has a question. The so the look. It says to look at the koice. Now what's inside of it? So therefore, he says, if you can't get another uh, kli besides the champagne glass, then it's okay to be used. Mishagroi the she tishte. You meant you give it to your wife to drink from. So a day koyshal bracha is bereches a That through a koyshal bracha the wife gets bracha. This is all all basing bars on brachas. Mitzvah. We'll see you shortly. Uh, not like five minutes. I'm saying the next few months uh, when we get to those gemaras. That even if she doesn't drink from the koyshal bracha. The mere fact that you made a. A bracha on the koesel bracha, the wife gets gebenched. The They should also give to the guest a drink from the koesel bracha, as we'll discussing some kutsadi. And if the guest is the one who made the bracha on the koesel bracha, then it's good that the guest gives to the balabayas a drink from, also to get the bracha. One point before I turn off the recorder is that we had learned earlier by the halakhas of giving food out to people and and being a proper host, you shouldn't drink from the actual cup and give that to someone else. The person will be uncomfortable, he doesn't want to take from it, and it could be, you know, he doesn't want to drink from your germs, you know, use our words. It just brought down the we discussed this. So before you drink, and you know you're going to offer to the next person... It's very simply, and I'll say before you do that. You know, you ever go to a place, and after the person is about to make uh, hagafen for after benching, or he makes the bracha, then you know what happens. He makes the bracha. This oh, I, I, I can't, I can't drink from it. Then they start looking for a clean cup. Very simple, Rabbi. Say, get everything ready beforehand. Get your cup ready beforehand. It's olive base, okay? You know you're gonna, or, you, or now you know you're gonna have to pour this on a different cup. So have a clean cup next to you make the bracha gofen, pour it in, and then you give to people to drink from the kaisal bracha. which shall all be gebenched. Mm-hmm.